It's time for the Pony Podcast, presented by Sletten Orthodontics and Cup Foods in Stillwater. At Sletten Orthodontics, you're more than just a patient, you're family. Believing that there is potential in every smile, Dr. Sletten delivers personalized orthodontic care in a fun and welcoming environment. His mission to you is simple. He'll treat you as he would his own family and your children as if they were his own. Call 651-439-3350 today to set up your complimentary consultation. We look forward to seeing you soon. And also, don't forget about Cub Foods because right now, grocery shopping has never been easier. You can take advantage of the online grocery services, grocery delivery, and grocery pickup. Cub.com offers thousands of grocery and household items such as fresh produce, meat and seafood, deli and bakery, quick and easy meals, healthy, natural and organic food products, including gluten-free and other free-from options, and so much more, all at a great value. Check them out, cub.com. Well, here we are. The season is upon us, the 2021-22 season, and I'm joined by Greg Zanin, the head coach of the Stillwater Ponies and you know, Greg, we've been talking about the season, it seems like, for years, and it's, it's it's finally here. So thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to doing these with you this year. Thanks for having me. I think this is going to be great. Uh, you know, let's talk a little bit. Let's just rewind back into the summer. You know, obviously you guys had a uh, challenge that everybody did with the COVID situation. It was, uh, I think, something that everybody made the best of as far as the year was concerned. And now we move forward into this year. You were able to have a normal summer with the kids. Um, and now you're, you're gearing up for uh, tryouts here very soon uh, before we record this podcast. So can you kind of walk us through your transition from last season into the summer and what the differences were and wh- how great it was to have at least some normalcy coming? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely last year was <laughs> chaotic for everybody needing to know, you know, different rink protocols and uh not being able to get cha- you know into the locker rooms beforehand and all the, all those kind of uh, struggles that everybody had but uh you know i think the guys especially our guys did a good job of staying positive and just making the best of the situation you know we always tried to remind them hey we're at least we're playing um you know we could have been just sitting and doing nothing for that entire uh portion of the year but and then obviously moving in into the summer this year was it was a lot of fun because we were able to be in the locker room and we we had the guys have that locker room interaction where you know they get to feel comfortable and you you get the social aspect of of hockey that uh everybody loves and you know i know when i retired that was the biggest part i missed was you know hanging out with the guys and and those those little things that you don't really think of um but you know the summer went well Uh, the guys worked really hard um, we played in a, a little summer tournament over in Eastridge. It was was a lot of fun, and we uh, our team came out on top as the champs. And we had to win uh, four games in shootout, but uh, we ended up coming out on top. So it was a lot of fun. Guys worked hard, and I think uh, just leading into tryouts here, it's, it it feels like a long time since I've seen those guys. So it's going to be really exciting on Monday. Well, when you come to tryouts from leaving them in the summer, do you notice any uh, physical and personal growth? Is it noticeable? Do they come back a little different, or is it, hey, we just left off with them? Uh, I think you definitely notice growth. I mean, and that's why it's a, it's a big thing, tryouts, uh, especially the way I look at my tryouts. I mean, everybody's got a tryout, whether you're on the team you know, last year or not. 
you got to prove yourself again and show show the uh, growth that you've had. And I think when you leave them in the summer, we only get them for two months. You know, by the time you get to November, they've had another full like three and a half months before they try out. So if they've done the right things and they've gone and you know done their workouts and have been skating captains and doing all the things they do, I know you know we have some guys play elite league, some guys play triple A, and um, all these things where you can get better in that time and you can have growth and. Uh, I haven't seen them skate yet, so it'll be exciting come Monday to see uh, what they have done. And, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm in awe when I see some of them going and that they've been doing the right things uh, over the last three months. You know, your team has kind of been, um, uh, there's been a little chatter about your team underneath the surface uh, for this upcoming season. You've got a difficult section uh, we'll set that aside for a moment and focus more on, <laughs> on your group. And, um, you know, you and I were talking off the air before we jumped on this one. And you mentioned that, you know, I mean, you, you were, I, I, I know you well enough. I could hear uh, what you have in this player. You've got one of the top players in the 05 joining your roster in Cambriere. Can you talk a little bit about what he does, how that player can impact the depth of your team? especially um, for, from a line combo perspective and the flexibility that you have? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're really fortunate that Cam has uh, decided to uh, come back to Stillwater. He was kind of grew up here as a kid, and he's uh, the same age group as uh, a lot of my other 05s that will be coming up this year and knows uh, some of the 06s. So he, uh, it's been a kind of an easy transition for him going to school, and he, he's got buddies versus just being the new kid. So... Um, but he is he is quite the player uh, you know obviously he he played over in uh, the five nations tournament uh, at the end of the summer there and had a great tournament and he he changes the element of our team he can kind of play anywhere um, it takes some scoring pressures off of some of the other guys that we you know were uh, relied on highly last year and a Tocito and a Scusa and you know as any season goes you have slumps you have things like that and with another guy that uh, can put the the puck in the net consistently that just takes the pressure i think off of all of them um getting them you know to, to play with each other in certain situations it, you know makes your power play a little bit better makes uh, line combinations are going to be uh going to be a thing that there hopefully we can keep teams on edge on how do we defend you know two scoring lines and uh and he gives us that capability um you know he's a great kid and uh, he's fitting in well, you know, from, from what I hear. He's been uh, skating with me and the other incoming players as we've uh, moved closer here. And uh, he's he's just done a phenomenal job, and he's a, he's a great kid. You know, when you look at your organization, and you got a, a really nice youth program with, with, with a ton of uh, depth, it seems as though you have the ability. So when you take a look at what's coming back, at least from a top scorer's perspective, you lost uh, uh, four of your top seven, let's say. Uh, however, you keep your top two. And, you know, there's always guys that seem to be coming through that have been coming through the pipe. How much, uh, you know, th there's different schools of thoughts because I've seen a lot of high school coaches who, who, who go young and kind of want to ride that, horse or pony, if you will. Um, <laughs> I got to throw that out there. Uh, but then on the same token, um, 
there are other coaches that like to go a little bit, you know, like have you work your way through the, the program and earn your spot. It seems as though you've kind of got a blend of that. Can you kind of talk about how you go about, not ask you to how you make all of your decisions, but like from an overview perspective, what is the best structure at the high school level from how your roster should be built from what you see? Uh, you know, I just try to, especially moving into a trial, we just, I really just focus on picking, you know, the best player, the best kid. Um, you know, you, sometimes the best player, you know, has a bad attitude or, or whatever it may be, you know, it's not always the best thing for your team. So we take a look. I mean, I, I know a lot of the kids that we select, they skate with me in the summer and camps and stuff like that, that, you know, we hold and, uh, we know a lot of the players and, uh, out here in Stillwater, there, there's a lot of players. So trying to just do the best we can of picking the best player for, for our team and into those roles. So I'm, I'm perfectly okay with having a good balance of, of, uh, you know, 12th graders to, to juniors to sophomores. Um, my biggest thing here, how I like to run things in Stillwater is we're, we're basically one team. I know some, some coaches probably hate it when they get my roster and there's 36 guys on it and it's not split up, but we look at ourselves as one team. We try to get everybody into, into a varsity game throughout the year. Um, obviously, you know, come close to the end of the year, last, you know, five to 10 games, we're trying to dial it in and we, we have our roster running every night that we want to go into sections with, but we try to try to push each other we do a lot of group practices where we practice all guys together um just to create competition and keep that level of play as high as possible uh is just kind of my way of you know keeping everybody involved and trying to run it as much of a as an actual hockey program versus two split teams um you know if you're pushing each other every day you're going to get better and that's going to push your varsity guys to stay at their top of their game and not let anything drop off if there's somebody riding their coattails waiting to take their spot. So um, it's, you know, I don't think there's any direct science to it. We just, we just do our best to try to get the best players and get them to understand the play, play roles throughout a season that they need to play. In turn, it's an interesting point because as I see a lot of teams and I see about a 50-50 split. Some do treat it as two separate teams. I see, I think what I've felt is though, I think competition matters. And I think having a belief that you're in the mix and uh, you have a shot, I think that's really important to uh, players' development and, and really motivating them to come to the rink and want to work. You know, I think that matters. So um, I'm just tipping the cap to that approach because I think if I were in your position, that would be what I'm thinking too. Now let's turn our attentions to the, the schedule. And I think this is, uh, t- correct me if I'm wrong, your Suburban East has gone down from uh, 18 to nine or 10 games, correct? Yes, we've split ourselves into half. We split into a North and a South division within the conference. So we're gonna play everybody in our, our actual division. You'll play them twice, one home, one away. And then we'll play um, everybody on the other side just once, making those games worth four points, um, which leads us to what? That's eight games and then another five. So we're playing 13 conference games now versus playing 20, which which is a big difference. And that opens up eight games from which you can build a schedule. And um, yes. 
when you do so, how do you approach? I mean, you've got a tough schedule this year, and, and you know you typically do a couple of your contracts if you can. But we're going to have we're going to see you at the Tradition in the Park uh, tournament, which I think is just such a great middle of the season deal, where where we see the players uh, have to play three days in a row. If you want to be in the state tournament, that's something you pretty much have to do. And it's a really good way to play against three different teams. And um, you now have the ability to make those types of decisions where before maybe you couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely given us a chance to really strengthen our schedule. And I think that's why the conference has done it. We Obviously, we were one of the bigger conferences. And everybody was on board with at least giving it a try uh, over these next couple of years. I think we're, we're going to try it for two years here and see how it works out. Um, but I think everybody's been happy with being able to pick, you know, whether you're a top team or you find yourself to be, you know, one of those middle of the road teams, you get to kind of pick more of the opponents that you want to play against uh, to, to give your team the, the best chance. And um, for us, it was trying to get out there and trying to play the best teams that we possibly could play. Uh, I've always been a firm believer in, you know, playing the best, whether you win or lose, there's always something to learn from playing the best teams. And you learn a lot about yourself, especially when, uh, you know, things don't go right or things are going well and then something happens and you got to figure things out. So obviously for us getting to play, you know, some top teams that we wouldn't have played uh, in years past is, is huge for our program. Now, when you take a look at being prepared and part of that is preparing for this, which is a section four double A, I mean, you know, Hill Murray and you know, you're the only team that's really broken that hex of Hill Murray and White Bear Lake for which is like a 40 year run of winning the section title. So, I mean, that's a tip of the cap to Stillwater Hockey for being able to do that. But now um, you have those two and then you add yourselves along with Gentry Academy into the mix who went from the, the, the Class A last year into the Double A. And, you know, I mean, plenty has been said and, and known about that GA club, but your section is brutal now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, always, it's never really been fun. Um, obviously, with having to play Hill or White Bear, but now you had another another top team in there, and uh, it, it's it's going to definitely be a battle uh, to, to get out of that section and, um, you know, you got to look at it, though, as, you know, kind of leading our schedule. That's the reason for our schedule being so tough this year as well, to be prepared to uh, to play in that section and play against those top teams. And uh, luckily for us, too, our schedule is uh, dominated on the, on road games. So we kind of figure we got to win on the road anyways, no matter where we go. So we might as well play a whole bunch of them right away. Yeah, why not get out there and uh, get yourself <laughs> into some tough situations? So uh from a seasonal perspective how do you how do you uh approach this do you, do you do it incrementally or you know what's your sum of the whole for the year how do you approach that uh we try to we goal set for you know we try to do eight game segments uh maybe this year we'll even go down to five game segments depending on how and just kind of set ourselves some goals we'll set you know our win-loss goal and um, different things like that, how many shots we want to get, what we want our you know face-off percentage to be, and all these things that I think it just lets the players lead into knowing that we have something to work for uh, versus just trying to go through them and see what we can. And for me, it's just always about growth and getting better. Uh, you know, you could have a 
bad game, bad five games in a row. But did we learn something out of those five games that say come to a section game, you know, a section semifinal game? Did we learn something back then that we could use now? Uh, so each segment's important, especially with the schedule we have this year. We start off pretty tough with White Bears, our first game of the year, and uh, it's always a battle when we play those guys, and it's it's on the road. It's going to be worth four points. So having the guys ready and prepared to to play at our top is is going to be is going to be um, you know the challenge to start off the season, um, especially playing. We play three games in in five nights to start the year, so it, it's going to be a <laughs> tough start. No rest for the weary. And then uh, your first home game, I believe, is the 9th of December, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. So then, by the way, we'll have all those games on the MN Hockey TV. We'll be putting some voice to those games as usual. I'll be doing a lot of the games. I'm looking forward to that this year. And um, I can't wait to uh, unveil this Ponies edition. I mean, I went bold with you guys. You're aware of that, right? I'm, you went what? I'm I'm going bold with you guys, so you, you know I I I am out here talking you up. Uh, I <laughs> I like this group. I like the organization. There's just a really good approach to what I've observed, and it comes from the top down. And you know this is just and it's not because you're on the phone, it, but it is about how you see how the players respond, how the organization below you responds. Because I do some work with tournaments with the Stillwater Youth Hockey Association. And there's just a really good synergy, I feel, between the youth program and what you're doing. And I can tell you that doesn't always necessarily exist in other programs. So um, it's very cool to see, and I, I think it's going to be a problem for teams that don't understand that. <laughs> well, hopefully. I mean, we just want to, you know, play our best and uh, get as far as we can. And, uh, you know, I know the guys are chomping at the bit. Uh, I heard from some of the guys that have been running our captain's practices that they're ready to go. So that's, that's a good thing to hear. And um, we're very excited for the season to start to have, you know, hopefully as normal as the season as possible and uh, just, you know, put on a good show for people that are watching out there. No question. And that's really uh, the name of the game. And these kids walk away and they've had themselves a blast and a great opportunity. So, you know, my suggestion is why don't we get rolling and get this season going? What do you think of that? I'd be nice to get rolling. I mean, there's still an entire, it feels like it's still so far away and we're only a couple of days away, but uh, getting tryouts going and getting back in the rink, getting there with the guys and, you know, having everybody ready to go and, you know, play a scrimmage here or two uh, before we start. And uh, we're going to be ready to rock and roll come December 7th, that's for sure. Uh, once again, today's podcast presented by Sletton and Breton Ortho, along with Cub Foods. We'll be bringing 10 of these to you each year. We're excited to uh, step in about every other week. You, this uh, podcast joins the Overtime Hockey Network podcast of a number of other teams, which is kind of fun. So hopefully people can subscribe to this on Apple or Spotify, and uh, we'll have some really good content and information coming out talking about the teams and the kids. So. Uh, Greg, thanks for the time, and uh, you put a lot of hard work into this organization, and they're uh, lucky to have you doing the things you do. So uh, thanks for doing this, and I look forward to our next one. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast, and uh, looking forward to doing the rest of them this year, and you know, hopefully uh, hopefully this drives some success uh, you know, for our program as well. Let's talk about some wins, too. Uh, for, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for, for Greg Zan and I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.